And welcome back, everybody, to a lovely December 13th, where it's a little warm wherever most people are at. It might be cold where you're at, but we are here with another episode of That Other Toku Podcast, and we are your hosts, Protosonic and Crownless King OP. How are you doing this week, my friend? This week, really, to be honest, it was fine, kind of boring, but it was fine. Okay. Well, that's good. That's good to hear. Um, at least for me this week, didn't really watch. I watched the new Ultraman on the next. Uh, I watched two Ultraman episodes of the um, Ultra Conspiracy. And so far, I like it. I'm going to continue watching it. I like how they kind of go over the origin of Belia for a moment, which I'm very happy about. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else. Um, just to let people know, we did do an episode last week. However, Audio got corrupted thanks to my lovely side on with this new computer. So, yeah, I'm a little annoyed about that. And I've learned my lesson. Can't have Discord and OBS open at the same time on that computer. So I'm back on the old one. And we'll basically be making that Christmas special, the one with all the, Kamer, the, the our top four Kamen Rider episodes for that. We will make that a bonus episode for everybody. And that will be exclusively on Anchor, as well as other dis- uh, podcast distributing um, places like Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and many other places. So you will not be able to watch it on Twitch. You have to be able to. You have to subscribe to us either on Anchor, Podcastify, I think no Overcast, Breaker, um, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. I think I said Spotify already. Just wherever we're at, follow us on there, and definitely. You know, give us a follow on our Twitter at that toku, and we will definitely make sure that episode is out before Christmas time. Oh, and speaking of it, speaking of Christmas time, I did. I'm not gonna lie, I did buy a um, I did buy that Ultraman um long sleeve shirt, <laughs> the Christmas one. So <laughs> I think I'm gonna be very happy with it. It's gonna look really nice, and we shall see what happens. Um, I, I got the um five to eight day shipping on it. So as soon as they say it's out there, I'm going to be paying attention for it because I want my shirts and I also want my sticker for it as well. So with that said, I think we should jump to the news because today we have a couple of awesome people with us from the Battle for the Grid community, but we're going to introduce them after we do our news. So let's talk about the news. When the five horns cross, the golden soldier Thouser is born. Presented by Zaya. And I'll honestly, I can throw, I'll throw in some kind of, um, I'll throw in something to kind of go from there. But what is the news that we have today, um, Crownless? What is our news? Well, the first one, Hiroya Matsumoto to guest star in the next Kira Major. Matsumoto, who first appeared in Maho Sentai, Magic Ranger as Tsubasa Osu, Magic Yellow, as well as appearing in other roles in later installments of the Super Sentai franchise, will appear in the episode 35 of Machine Sentai Kira Major as Ice Cream Man. That episode, if I'm right, that was aired yesterday. 
Matsumoto previously appeared at the Tokyo International Film Festival to celebrate the 15th anniversary of Mahou Sentai Major Ranger. He appeared alongside his former co-stars, Asushi Hashimoto, Kai Osu, Asami Kai, Urara Osu, Ayumi Beppu, Koka Osu, Yuki Ito, Makito Osu, and Yosuke Ichikawa, Hikaru. Okay. Well, that's oh, very... You know, he appeared in, like, I don't know, like, five other seasons, too. Really? And he's very loved every time he appears. Okay. Well, I mean, that's good. I mean, the man is staying busy, and that's kind of good, especially with everything going on. You got to keep yourself busy, still getting paid. And that's, and once again, it seems like he's really enjoying being a part of this community. So that is great for him. Yeah. He's like that character of, uh, what was called his name? Mick from the. Oh. Um, from Power Rangers in general, yeah. Like, as he was in SPD, um, Mystic Force. Oh, my God. He was in a lot. I think you... He was in Overdrive? Yeah, he was in Overdrive. He was in SPD and... What else? Over, um, Overdrive. He yeah. played the, um, the Yeti. The He was in Mystic Force. I do remember that. Um, Troll Ting. Yes. Um, he was in Ninja Steel, as we all know. And he was also in... I think he played Scrozzle in Beast Morph. Well, I did a little research, and he appeared in Beast Morphers, Super Ninja Steel, Ninja Steel, Dino Charge, Mega Force, RPM, Jungle Fury, Operation Overdrive, Mystic Force, SPD, and Dino Thunder. Okay, this man is a legend. This man is a Power Ranger legend. This, I mean, I'm, I'm finally glad I just thought about this, like, because, like, oh, like, knowing him, he would at some point become get a Power Ranger suit. He got into it in Ninja Steel, so I was really happy about that, and it just made me think about that. So, he has, like, three roles, and almost all of them are boys. Yeah. He is the voice of Devastation, Nor, Mick, Fleet, Zatbot, Psychotic, Cavity, Bad Pipes, and Cruz. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, yeah, that was, that was Cruz. I'm thinking the person that plays Snide, Snide, Grozzle were the same voice act. Yeah. Now, now that makes So, I mean, once again, just like we got somebody super, like somebody that's been in the Power Range community for a very long time. Sentai has somebody that's been in the Sentai community for a very long time as well. And then it seems like you there's also some common writer news, which that definitely looks exciting, especially since it says something about Thanksgiving. I'm like, eh, Thanksgiving happened already, but it might be a different time. Like it might be at a different date for Japan. Not gonna I mean, I don't really know. So um I mean I I'll take it. I'll take a swing at it. So it seems that <laughs> Toei has announced that it's Toei Tokusatsu Fan Thanksgiving for 2020, an event where fans can participate. The event is back for the first time in two years, and fans can enjoy it from the safety of their homes. And that's also very important as well. And I know sometimes I interject in the middle of the news, but that's really important because, once again, we're still in the middle of a pandemic, people. Remember, if you're going outside, wear a mask, 
wash those, I mean, well, wear a mask, socially distance, six feet, two meters, however you want to go about it. Uh, wash those hands, you know, with soap and water, make sure it's some warm water. And, you know, just if you don't need to go out, just stay at home. Like, it's not that difficult. Trust me, it's not that difficult. Some people, if you can order, like you can order your groceries online, do that. I mean, I can't say anything because I actually went to the grocery store today, but it was for stuff that was essential and I couldn't order it online. So at least I went, I maxed, I masked up, had my gloves on, I got stuff, I got out of there. So, and, and more importantly, don't be an asshole with it. Please don't be an asshole when it comes down to it. But yeah. back into that, I was like, sorry for the deviation, but back into that, in 2020, the Toei Tokusatsu Fan Club, the TF, the TTFC app, will celebrate five years of service, and the event will also celebrate the release of the film Common Rider Zero One Real Cross Time, which launches on Friday, December 18th. So this coming Friday, it will be coming out in Japan. So we'll probably get it somewhere online illegally at some point. The first Common Rider Zero One Day will launch on Saturday, December 18th. At 16.30 JST. Previously, only TTFC members and those close to them could participate. But this year, the event will be delivered free online through the official Toei Tokusatsu official YouTube channel and the TTFC app. Hold up. Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Time out. Time out. Time out. What, is, what does that mean? What does that mean? I'm going to finish first and then we'll talk about it. <laughs> The TTFC app will be slightly different, so current subscribers are encouraged to watch through the app. Video downloads through the app are planned for implementation on Monday, December 21st, and the participating members in the event are Fumiya Takahashi, Aruto Hiden, a.k.a. Kamen Rider 01, Ryutaro Okada, Isamu Fua, Kamen Rider Vulcan, Noah Tsurushima, East, Isu, Hirore Igeta, Hua Yaiba, Kamen Rider Valkyrie, Daisuke Nakagawa, Jin, slash Kamen Rider Jin, um, Chuya Sunagawa Horobi, aka Kamen Rider Horobi, plus other secret guests. So I'm kind of curious on who these secret guests are. And I know for a fact, I still have not finished Kamen Rider Zero One. <laughs> So still working on it, people. Still working on it. So <laughs> you can add add your rage into the Toku tiers. Go right ahead. But I'm kind of <laughs> curious. Does that mean that they're going to show the movie? I don't think they're going to show the movie on YouTube. But I think this event, I think if it's like a Q&A, they're going to have that on the official Toei channel, like Toei Tokusatsu channel. Is that what that means? I think that will happen. I think that, that they will do, uh, you know, the Q&A stuff. Okay. Probably that will be, I don't know, kind of possible. They probably, they're going to show it in YouTube. But I yeah. don't know. Ooh. That's impossible at the same time because, you know, uh, it was this year when they showed the Kamen Rider Heisei Generations Forever. Yes, I remember that. And then that only lasted for like one day. So let's be honest, that didn't like that. That was there for one day, then it disappeared. And we, I don't think we, I don't think they, I don't think it's on um, Shell Factory yet either. 
Well, I don't know about it, but you know, when they show it, uh, it was viewed by a lot of people. Yeah, exactly. It, you're right. It was. And once again, like the common writer community is still really big within the United States or even just outside of Japan in general. It, like the fan base is large. Let's like let's not deny that. I just feel like sometimes Toei does have a grip hold on it where we don't like where other countries do does not like won't be able to have access to it right away. And because I remember when they did that, the um Heisei Generations Forever, the um the actor that played Woes, he was shocked that there were so many fans outside of Japan that love Common Rider. And like that's just amazing just to think about nonetheless. Like like just to think like to them it could be like a bubble. But outside that bubble is like a lot of people that really love the show or love the series as a whole. I just wish that one day, and I'm just saying one day, just like how Ultraman is being put on like Shout Factory, like a lot of them are being put on the Shout Factory. Some of them are on Crunchyroll for the time being, because I heard that Crunchyroll and Funimation will become one at some point. So I feel like all the Ultraman stuff will be disappearing. So. If you want to watch Ultraman Nexus and Ultraman X and all those in Ginga before, I mean, yeah, think, yeah. If you want to watch those beforehand, you better watch them soon before they take them off for Crunchyroll because I'm going to be really pissed off. Um, but I would like for them, like, especially like with their DVDs and Blu-rays, how they are through Mill Creek for it. I want, I would love for them to one day, like Toei to give the rights to someone like Mill Creek or possibly Shout Factory, be like, let's put this on Blu-ray. Or let's give them the right to put it on Shout Factory. Maybe not like a season, like you could probably get away with putting Zero One on there, because it so is the first of the Reiwa era. But you can still put the other ones on there as well. Like I would say you can like get I get the rights to Agito. So we can put that on Tokushout. Then I don't like go with Blade. Ryuki, like you can start like stacking them. You can start stacking them. Even if you want to go back to the old school, get Common Rider V3 on there. Get Common Rider Strong on, like, or even Black. Like, you, like, there's a prolifera of stuff you can use. They just got to get the rights, or like, Toei needs to give them the rights to just put it on there. And we go from there. Because I know the Toku channel, they have the rights to Agito. And for what I remember, and I think we talked about this in a couple episodes before, how the translations are straight up terrible. Like the translations are completely like the there's spelling errors, and there's some grammatical errors in there. Which for me, I ain't liking that. I'm I want I want to be able to watch the show and and read it and not be confused. Yeah, in my opinion, today cool takes some notes. Uh, about how Surabaya doing their stuff. Oh yeah, exactly. Especially how they do like with Ultraman Z, or even like some of the older Ultraman shows. It's like have them up, like have a new episode up there for two weeks. Then once that two weeks is up, get rid of it. Unlist the video. At the same time, they give us a preview of the of their next episodes or the previous episodes. Oh yeah, exactly. I think that. Like that will work out perfectly. So Subaraya is like 
in my I think we we both might agree on this is like the golden child of Toku right now because they're doing a lot of things right and they are definitely allowing people outside of Japan to watch their shows, not just any random Toku from the past like Blue SWAT. Honestly, I, I do want to watch Blue SWAT at some point. Kind of just be like, oh my god, what am I watching? Because that's that's an old um Toei Tokusatsu show. I'm gonna figure out how is it Toku. We're gonna I'm gonna find out at some point. You know, it's like that like that video when they show when they reach the one million subscribers, they were saying thank you in almost every language. Spanish, oh, yeah. English, French, in and you know, Indian and stuff like that. Exactly. Even in German. Yeah. With every Ultraman. And I think that that'll be the best thing to do in that regard. Like, like they just need to, like Toei just needs to, like let 2021 be the year that they are being great to their fans. Not just the ones in Japan, but to the ones around the world. So, you know, well, like I say, they did a really awesome job. Yeah. The voice acting of the ultimate conspiracy. It mm -hmm. was cool, in my opinion. They did it great. Yeah. So. Okay, so I, I definitely like. Yeah, like my I'm sorry, my brain kind of got stuck a little bit. I'm looking at my fantasy football right now. Um, I'm not gonna lie, this is just me saying this. I did name my team the Dragon Rangers, and the Dragon Rangers suck right now. We are basically we're not the New York Jets of the of this. That the New York Jets are basically like what? If I remember correctly, they're like zero and twelve. They have the worst record in the league. I'm like three and ten right now. I can win, but it's gonna. I can win barely. Like I, I need this person. I need my my opponent to have very crap. Like he needs to. Whoever this is, they need to screw up terrible. And honestly, <laughs> they're playing. Baltimore is playing against Cleveland. I need Cleveland to be great. I need Cleveland to decimate the freaking Ravens. Because if I lose, I'm out. The I'm out the end playoffs. But in the end, I don't really care. I, I like this. My my record sucks. This year for football has sucked for me. So I don't really. I honestly don't care anymore because I'm not gonna lie. The Eagles they finally won, but holy crap, do they suck? And honestly, the NFC sucks in general. <laughs> but we're not talking football. We're not talking football. If you want to talk, if you want to listen to stuff about football, listen to my brother's podcast, Total Sports Live. Like I'm sorry, I gotta. We're gonna throw that promo out there. I don't care. But if, we're, if you want to listen to football stuff, go to hell. <laughs> but speaking of which, we're, since we're not talking football, we are talking Power Rangers and specifically Power Rangers Battle for the Grid. All right, then. It's Morphin Time! Dragon Sword! Mastodon! Pterodactyl! Triceratops! Saber-Tooth Tiger! Tyrannosaurus! And we're going to be talking Scorpina because Scorpina just came out last Tuesday because it, it technically it is a brand new week. But we do have a couple guests on here that are definitely 
well known within the community. They are constant players on there. They have reached the master rank multiple times, and they just grind the game a lot. And our first guest, the one and only Hannah, aka Glitchy Cobra, is back with us again. So, how you doing, hello, hello. Hannah? I'm good. All righty. And I'll say this right now. Congratulations. You've been on here three times. You are now officially an honorary member of that other token podcast. You could be a third times the charm. Third times the charm. You can pop in whenever you want. <laughs> um, and then <laughs> we have the one and only Propecia Mega ah, Mega Isaac. Hello there, fellas. How are you? Yeah, how are you doing, Isaac? I am doing okay. I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for asking. No problem. And he's not only he's not known just for the Propecious. You know, he is the head of the URC, the Ultimate Ranger <laughs> Championship, where people take out their grudges there, and also some lovely ass tournaments. Like, can't we can't go wrong with that? Um, so I think we should start off first foremost with not only with scorpina but let's talk about the patch i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie i did not read any of the patch notes because i've literally had no time i barely as soon as i'll say this when i i was teaching this week and we were talking about slope and we were talking about um y intercept like talking about the intervals and stuff like the rate of change unit rates all that stuff I brought up Power Rangers. I brought up Battle for the Grid. Because I'm like, let's put this into a problem. What's the initial value? How much are you paying before you start buying this DLC? And it led to a good conversation. And then my students were like, my God, why are you still talking about Power Rangers? Like, please stop. And I'm like, nip. At least one kid was like, (laughs) oh, this game actually looks interesting. Maybe I should get it. I'm like, yes, go right ahead. Go get it. It's like 30 bucks. It's so funny you say that, too, because I was telling my roommate, Hey, I'm 29 years old and I have yet to use Y equals MX plus B. So now that I can actually incorporate math into this game, I'm mind blown right now. Oh, exactly. It was not a wasted subject in school. Well, yeah. I mean, you think about it. Your Y intercept is your initial value. So you think about what is the initial cost before you start buying DLC. So it's like, okay, it's 30 bucks if you buy it physically. And then it's like for each season, that's your rate of change. Because it's like, how much are you putting in every season? Or you can be like, how much are you going to put in for every character? So hypothetically, your rate of change, your slope, is $5 per character. So by the end, how much are you going to be paying in total for this game? <laughs> it ain't $30. We know that for a fact. And, but it's all worth the, the amount of money. It's all worth it. Oh, yeah. But... We also got some other numbers. <laughs> yeah. See, here on that other Toku podcast, you can learn some math while you're going with it. Um, and speaking of some numbers, like we're crunching numbers, let's talk about that patch. So how does anybody feel about the patch? And if your characters that you use, are they buffed or are they nerfed? So let's start with Mega Isaac because he is the new guy here. And let's talk about what are the characters you use in Battle for the Grid. Damn, probably picking on me? Okay, okay. Well, the characters that I use are the same characters I've been using since the game came out. That is Tommy Oliver, the Green Ranger. 
Jason Lee Scott, the Red Ranger, original Red Ranger, and Lord Draken. Those are my okay. characters. Nice. I can I, I can tell you like ah, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna change that White Ranger skin. Not necessary. We all we Green Ranger all day ever. If it was Falcon Zord, maybe, but it's Tiger Zord. Oh, don't be don't be hating on the Tiger Zord. Come on. Yeah, uh, just like Falcon Zord a little better. I feel like for the missiles it made more sense because you know how you had him on his wings. Yes, that is true. That is very much true. You're right. You're right. (laughs) Especially like wing missiles and finger missiles. I don't like the. uh, Now you just made me think about the tiger zord has a big old orb on his chest. So that's (laughs) that's the symbol for fire. Like, damn it. (laughs) But were any of your characters nerfed or buffed? Um. I'm not gonna lie. I thought that the big stick and for Tommy, not so much because he can. I figured you know he can still coast to coast pretty easy, and he can. Um, out of the three, three characters that I play, uh, Jason probably took the biggest hit because he can't corner corner to corner corner to corner as easy. Okay. Um, I mean, he still can, but you have to definitely be more optimized. And I was always so used to just getting the job done, not really extending when I don't have to, or trying to look flashy. Okay. Um, and also, my sister is able to help you out with that. But overall, in just the the chemistry of my team, he probably took the biggest hit. Not saying he's bad. He's just, um, yeah, he's just he's just the one that again out of the three that took the biggest hit. Okay. I mean, and that makes sense. I mean, I think, in my opinion, Jason kind of remained untouchable for a while just because he was like he. I felt like he was so neutral. Like anybody could pick up anybody mm-hmm. could pick up Jason and kind of learn how to play the game. In my opinion, yeah. um, but Hannah, how about you? And your uh, three characters that you use, and were they buffed or were they nerfed? So I'm actually playing Scorpina. Um, she's she's become a new honorary member of the team. Um, still playing Lord Draken, and then I've started to play uh, Dai Shi. I Ooh. I feel like uh, Dragon. He he he's basically the same old character. Uh, me and Isaac both play him, and uh, I think we can both attribute to the fact that he's just kind of still doing the same thing. He's still not a fantastic character, but the the big stage, uh, the the stage increase, which was kind of the main focus of this patch, uh, it, it didn't hit him all that badly. Uh, his combos are still. Exactly okay. what you'd expect teleporting around. Um, Scorpina, she was obviously designed with the idea of a big stage in mind, so she's uh, she's obviously not hurt by it. But we can get to that later. And then Daishi, he actually um, has a, a unique mechanic um, that not a lot of characters have that basically lets him ignore the screen size with his combo routes, which is really cool. I think he's a really fun character and the big screen has opened a lot of his dumb bullshit. Okay. And like, so when you mean by the screen, like the stage increase, like did he like expand the um stages? So like you couldn't do like a coast to coast or get somebody in the corner as easily anymore. So yeah, the, the playable area, uh, the stage is now double in size. So mid-screen now is basically the left corner uh, of last patch. So it, it, the intention of that was basically to make neutral feel a lot more fluid and basically eliminate that phone booth kind of feeling um, that a lot of people have pointed out for a long time in the game's life. And uh, they finally decided to pull the trigger on uh, giving us bigger playable areas. So yeah, it was to negate uh, 
you know, is to you know, make you put in a little bit more work in your combos to get the coast to coast and uh, to make neutral ultimately feel more more fluid and less just constantly sort of trapped in a box feeling. Okay. Well, I mean, I definitely can see that. I mean, because I, I, I will say this, like looking at the Discord, I know some people were, because I know some people were saying like how Dragon Ball Fighters um dragon ball fighters um players were kind of pissed off about battle for the grid like just like with oh, the tod's boy. being i'm just i'm just saying it <laughs> i mean i have dragon ball fighters i mean i don't play competitively i don't even play it for fun i do want to play the story <laughs> mode at some point and really not give two shits about it even though i like it's just because i i like dragon ball like who if you're a dragon ball fan yes you will buy fighters is either that xenoverse or kakarot which oh, don't worry i i've got a history of my own with fighters i've got i've probably got equal time into that game as i do into battle for the grid but um i i've got i'm very opinionated about the whole situation with sort of the dragon ball fighters community and their interaction with this game yeah i mean i feel like i i from what i understand of it it's really because of you know like the effort it takes to actually do a tod and everything where... Yeah, that's that's a big focus of the argument is basically um, when Scorpina first came out, obviously her, like with any character that comes out in this game, her damage got solved very quickly. You know, day one, we had 2L start, zero bar, solo TODs, and it happens every single time a new character drops that it, it reaches usually um, some of the HOC guys... Um, or who have become more popular again since Marvel after Dragon Ball Fighters, and um, it, it's led to them sort of what what I feel to be picking on the game for its its high damage um, is usually the main focus. Previously, there was a lot of complaints about the big stage, and to some of their credit, they've pointed out that that's definitely a good change for the game. But yeah, the main focus is typically the easy damage. Yeah, because once again, like, and I, I, because I see clips on this a lot on YouTube where it's like, yeah, you could do a TOD in Dragon Ball Fighters, but you gotta use literally every resource you have until you have nothing left. Oh yeah, if you TOD in Dragon Ball Fighters, you've wasted. You you have to use both of your assists. You've used up your sparking. You know, you've you've used just about everything. And like, if you TOD, you're not getting another one in the game, most likely. Yeah. Um, whereas you, you opposed willing, to grid, yeah, w- you gotta be willing to sacrifice everything. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, grid, you know, it's like I, I personally, it's like I can observe that a lot of it is much easier than some other games. But like, you, you're not, ex- you're very much objectively not expending the same amount of resources, and that's just sort of a difference in opinion that they have of just needing to spend all of your resources. Yeah. I mean, I'll say this. It could, I mean, in my opinion, I think that could be a lot more beginner friendly because I can say, like, I can I can only speak for myself. I know for a fact I am a noob practically at fighting games because, like, I play them, you know, just for fun. Like, I have Marvel 3. I have Tasunoko versus Capcom. And when I was in college, playing Marvel 3 against somebody who actually knew how to use, like, the Incredible Hulk and freaking Wesker. And I forgot the other character, but like Wesker, that and um, Virgil. I'm like, well, 
guess what? I don't want to play the game anymore because I'm like, I don't know what, I don't know what to do. Oh, I'm thinking like, oh, this is like Marvel versus Capcom one, not Marvel versus Cap three. And Tasunoko versus Capcom is his own beast in and of itself. Like it's totally different. Yeah, that's um, definitely one of the big like arguments that you see from casuals about grids super high damage is that it's not it's not accessible because like if I'm getting matched up against somebody usually platinum rank or lower, which is more common now with some of the matchmaking changes, like they just don't get to play the game for the most part. And it's like it, it's tough. It really is. And it's but ultimately that's the vision for the game because the game was envisioned as sort of a a new marvel in, in a sense and that's that was very much intentional shady k and clockwork the the two combat devs well clockwork formerly were both marvel pro players and so that was sort of the intention with the game and i can see how that drives off a lot of people but uh at the end of the day it it, it has its own appeal and i think the the main discourse from that community is just it doesn't appeal to them, but the reason it's become sort of a hot a hot topic in the grid discord is because of the way some of them have been handling that discourse about the game. Yeah. So I mean, as I said, like coming from a noob and somebody that actually likes Power Rangers, I am pretty much invested in this game, spending like spending at least like 60 bucks now based upon like no actually 75 because season one two and three that's 45 dollars right there plus the 30 dollars of the um thing but i mean that's why i think i do think that grid is beginner friendly at least and at least in my eyes is that um what do you think chronolist well, in my opinion, the grid it's really, really friendly, but sometimes, you know, it's like uh, shooting your foot because you can start playing in rank. Like you start like your rank level is I don't know, like bronze five or something like that. Yeah. Like level five, and you can find somebody, somebody of the master rank. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I don't know how often that happens, but, you know, stuff like the, your, your area of your play, um, the hours. Oh yeah, definitely. Cause some, oh yeah, definitely. Cause sometimes you're, you're absolutely right. Sometimes it can be, the online can be dead basically. (laughs) Like, like sometimes at night or practically like early in the morning. Yeah. But at the same time, in my opinion, this game has a really solid, solid network. Oh, I, I totally agree with you on that. Like the, the play thing, it's an amazing stuff. Definitely. For a game to have a, a really cool stuff or to keep going, it's to have crossplay and this. I almost forgot the, the name of the format of the network. What it was called? Um, is it rollback? Yeah, rollback. Yes. Almost oh, yeah. every people I know related to FGC want mm-hmm. to have their game like with rollback netcode. Oh yeah, I agree. Look, I totally, I totally agree with that. Like, I know Dragon Ball Fighters players they don't they they play on PC a lot, like tournament wise, because of you know. 
they'd rather not do it. They want to have make sure like their game runs smoothly. And you know, rollback netcode is so important. Hence why you don't how many how often you see a Smash tournament, albeit Smash Brothers is its own separate entity. And that's something we're probably not gonna talk about because they got their own problems going on right now. Um Yeah, they had their own stuff. But getting back to grid, uh what I love about the grid uh, is the developers, Shady K, here's the here's everybody. Is there is a glitch? He tried to fix it. Am I right? Yeah, that's uh, that's something that I feel like for a while it, it seemed like something that a lot of the players were were just kind of not really paying attention to. Um, and it was something that I even came to realize, like just how wrong that was recently. Um, since I've started um, playtesting the game, I've obviously had more of an intimate relationship with Shady. Because you know I'm I'm helping him out with the game, uh, me and Suko both, and the reason that he gave us that opportunity was because he wanted a chance to to interact with the actual players and how the game feels to them rather than just himself. And you know that Enway's a small company, so they also like grid is very short on hands as far as gameplay goes um shady k is the only person balancing this game and so he he provided me and suko with this opportunity basically so that we could sort of be the voice of the players and and really help him realize what the players are looking for and so i think he definitely deserves a lot of credit for in the past and now how he's listened to players with um, making this just the best game it can be for everybody. Exactly. You yeah. Know, the, with the Dragon Ball community too, like there was a period in time for months, right? Where we see Bardock and GT Goku dominate the scene. Like every tournament you'll see grand finals. They'll have either one of each of these characters or both of those characters on the same teams. Right. If, we are having a problem with a character being extremely overpowered or if a bug is really getting in the way of people having fun or just overall gameplay, you know, we're able to, to get in contact with, with Shady, right? Shady will hear us out and will assure us, okay, guys, we're going to look into, I'm going to look into this and see what we can do. And within, you know, two, three months, usually that's the case. We'll see a, we'll see a change there. We don't have to wait half a year. We don't have to wait a year, right? So this keeps our game fresh and it keeps it healthy. Oh, and, and, and no and no no other community can say that you know i mean cl- probably the closest will be netherrealm because netherrealm does listen to their fans it's just in terms of getting things um done right away um they don't do it as fast as uh as anyway does and yeah and there's, you know sometimes people there's get something to be said about it the, yeah. about the small community that really like yeah our game is small compared to any of these triple a titles but at the same time that has blessed us with the ability to be so in tune with the devs and sort of voice our opinions. Cause like you're saying, Dragon Ball went a year without a patch. And when it did happen, you know, there were some characters that went completely untouched that severely needed it. Meanwhile, you know, if a character in this game needs buffs, usually that character is receiving a buff in the next patch because Shady is just constantly trying to evolve the game into not only his vision, but the player's visions. 
And so we're kind of blessed with that ability to communicate with him that only some small communities even can say they have. Oh, definitely. Like I know, like I know I'm just using it as an example with the whole, when Eric came out and I think one of the patches actually gave him that back throw glitch, <laughs> like shady as fast as he could, he got on top of that and fixed it. So as I do agree with all of you with that, like he kept it real. He kept it real with us that during that yeah. time. He's like, I want to roll this out to you guys, but I don't think Nintendo will allow us to get yeah, it. I, another thing often is like, so for example, um, like me and Suko have found, we found a, a really severe bug with um, Jen that got shipped onto live simply because he had to get the patch confirmed um, because publishing games on multiple systems is miserable. Um, and because of the time and money and like that whole process, that bug had to ship on the live because it had already, the patch had already been confirmed and they could not go back and try to reconfirm it with Microsoft, Sony and Nintendo because yeah. every every single patch to ship a patch, they have to get confirmation for the patch from all three, along with Steam as well, to get it shipped. But you usually putting things through on any like on Steam is super easy. Getting getting stuff shipped on PC is the easiest part, but the getting stuff on the consoles is often a problem. So like if there ever is a big delay in between when something is acknowledged. And when something actually gets fixed, it's usually not because he can't fix it or doesn't want to. It's usually because he can't get it out fast enough. Yeah. And so, like, for example, let's say there's one bug because they're not a AAA company or anything. It's so much harder for them to just ship a small bug fix than to just put it in the next big patch and fix it that way. So often I think people underestimate just how how much shady is doing to try to get those things fixed. Cause like when we found that gen bug, he told us within five minutes, he fixed it, but he couldn't get it until the next patch. And it's like, he, he, he wants to fix any issues that are found and he wants to make the game better as fast and as well as possible. But sometimes he's just limited by either stuff that, you know, Enway can accomplish or just the video game industry as a whole. Oh, definitely. I mean, I, I like how we all forgot about Stadia, which that's good. <laughs> like, yeah. let's all forget Stadia at this point. I'm sorry, <laughs> Google dropped the ball on that one really, really hard. Um, but wow. I mean, knowing knowing that, like, there's. I mean, I kind of knew there was a lot of logistics behind it, but I didn't know it was that deep with that but i mean this is why i definitely think like we we just gotta be patient with stuff like if stuff gets delayed or if like a patch is coming out and something gets if something's messed up we just gotta be patient wait until the fix comes i mean i think i definitely think how we've handled certain things within the community like let's say for example once again like the eric um bug I think the community handled it extremely well, especially when it came down to doing tournaments and everything, where it's like, oh yeah, like people came up with like, let's make, let's make a unanimous rule about what to do in case somebody tries this. And it, for the most part, and I've, from what I remember, 
it's worked out totally fine. Like everybody has done what they needed to do. And that's yeah, one the thing I community's definitely gotten better about being very patient with Shady and sort of recognizing that he's doing his best mm-hmm. as as best as he can, being a quite literal until recently one man army when it comes to balancing this game. Because Shady has been doing this on his own since Clock left. Like he he hadn't had anyone to bounce ideas off of. He hadn't had some he hadn't had another pair of hands to help him actually code. He hasn't had any of that. And so, you know, patience is just something that that has to be upheld in this situation because Enway's a small company and Shady is just one man. Yeah. People don't give him yeah. enough credit. He, he deserves more the game three times. <laughs> exactly. Like he, he, when new patch drops, you know, he checks in on us. Okay, guys, how's the game playing? Anything has to be fixed. He even helped us out. I mean, even though this was not his area lineup, you know, his his area and anyway, he he got matchmaking reset basically. So it worked. He he put a rework for matchmaking, which allowed us, um, higher players to keep playing different people. I mean, we don't have to play the same person over and over again, right? Like he looked out for us. Exactly. So we we can count on Shady if we need something, and it's it's another thing too where a lot of people are like, oh, why why is this in the game, or why what you know why this character can do this so easy? Why is there so many TODs? Like Shady does not want his game to be bad. People need to understand that he does not want this game to be bad. You know, sometimes things slip through the cracks, right? It, it's it's understand one person has to ha, has to make adjustments on all these characters. One person, okay? Like it, it's it's a lot of hard work. A lot of hard work, and I and with Hannah and and uh, Stuko helping out with the uh, play testing, right? Um, because they had kind of it gave Shady kind of an insider view. Hey, you know what? This is what these players experience more than I do, right? Because Shady, Shady's not the one hopping on ranked; he's not the one joining lobbies. But Hannah is experienced in doing so. So the view that the um, the view that San, that uh, that Hannah gives to Shady, right? It's a completely different angle, and it's like, okay, you know what? Maybe that is a good idea. Or, you know what? Maybe, you know, Hey, sh- how do you, how do you think the player base will feel about this? Right. Um, you know, so, so overall, again, pe- people need to understand Shady is looking out for us. He has our best interest at heart for sure. 100%. Absolutely. Um, and on the whole play testing thing, it's like, that's the reason that I wanted to do this at all is because Shady has so much on himself that like, Playtesting is just, he just doesn't have time for it. And so the only way things were getting playtested were when Shady could make time to play with um, some of the guys that work on Legacy Wars. Uh, Mike D and Abic both work on Legacy Wars and they, they play Grid, but they're busy themselves. Those two are basically carrying those games. Um, mm-hmm. And now carry, they have WWE Undefeated that they're having to, to work on. And so... Fire, by the way, it, just run that out there. Support and so, yeah, they, they just have... It, it was not... It wasn't going to work out. And that's why things like, for example, RJ and Lauren both dropped the most busted characters have ever dropped in this game. Like, as far as new DLC dropping. And mm-hmm. I think part of that is because, A, they didn't have actual active players to tell them, hey maybe this shouldn't be in the game or, you know, this isn't going to work. And they just didn't have enough time to play the characters. And like Scorpina had me and Stuko not play tested. I guarantee she would have come out just as broken as they did, as opposed to 
what I would say is one of the most balanced launch characters the game has ever had. And also, yeah. let's not forget too that Zor change, right? That the number one, I guess you can say, complaint that a lot of players had, both casual and competitive, was the way Zords worked, right? Zords were extremely overpowered, and you know, Hannah was able to provide the player view, like, hey, you know, a lot of people are saying um, Zords need a rework, right? And they were able to make it work where now it's more balanced, but it's still keeping Shady's vision on how Zords should be used. Right now, the way Zords are working, I don't feel like I'm robbed of any games or anything because it's activated. Before that was a problem. Now they're they're a lot more balanced, and the game is more fun because of it. Oh so, yeah. If 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 you know if Shady did not pick, you know um, if he did not have the help of players, who knows how this patch could have been? Who knows? He would have a busted character on top of broken Zords. Like the game would be less fun. So yeah, Stuco is single-handedly responsible for the nerf of uh, Dinozord M, which was arguably one of the most broken things in the whole game. And it just, Shady genuinely hadn't even realized how broken it was until which Stuco one is that? pointed it out. That's uh, the boot. Yeah. That's, that's oh, Bill. the Billy. Billy. That's Billy. Yes. That's the Billy. And that's if it cool. hadn't been for had it not been for Stuco telling him straight up hey this attack is dumb this is ignorant then it, it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been looked at and so like shady really just like no one can do all of what he's doing by by themselves that's it's just a lot like shady even even now like shady is working himself to death like me and stuco get to see it firsthand he'll sit like when scorpina was in development he would send us a new build like he sent us like two builds in one afternoon when we we're like oh hey this isn't working he'd get us a new build oh hey we think this needs adjustments he'd do that and then send us a new build an hour later like all while he's still working on the rest of that patch and working on the next patch like he, he's actually insane and so i'm glad that me and suka are there to be able to not only give him that new perspective but also just lend a helping hand to a man who is putting his heart and soul and body into this game i i can see i feel like he's like the sakurai of yeah. power rangers like that's how <laughs> like as you're saying that he is like the Sakurai of Power Rangers at this point. And I do respect him for that. So, I mean, I will say this. Shady K, thank you so much for creating this amazing game with all the patches, all the Zors, the new UI, all that stuff. Like, thank you for all the work that you're putting in. Thank you to both you, Hannah, and Stuco as well for, you know, playtesting the game to make sure, you know, shit ain't busted. <laughs> I mean, and you're right. I mean, nobody wants to. Nobody wants to play a busted game. Like nobody would want to play that because it'd be like, oh, I'm just making. I'm just saying. Like if it was like Mortal Kombat 11 as an example, if Rambo was completely busted, and it was like, oh, everybody's just gonna go straight to Rambo. It wouldn't be fun because people want to play character diversity. Everybody wants to play a a diverse cast of characters and not feel that you're stuck to just one character. Like yeah, Marvel versus it, it, Capcom. It's not like you don't want like you see a Virgil player and you're like, well, shit, I'm gonna lose. 
You know, that's yeah. the thing too. That's the thing too, right? With the way the game the game has always been, it's like every pastor is this new star player that just comes out of nowhere, right? And then sticks with the game. Like with the Lauren patch, we had Ugly Stray Cat come out the out the blue, right? And and uh, he was playing in tournaments and actually winning. And if he wasn't winning, he was still placing top three and being being big names, right? Yeah. Because now it's like, okay, now the way the game is, now I want to play, right? Um, the patch mm-hmm. is still pretty new, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be this new Scorpina player or somebody that was waiting for a Zor change to get back on that now they're going to be a star player. Right? Oh, exactly. And it, it has happened every patch. RJ, Gimmicks was on the rise. Gimmicks was already solid, right? RJ came out. Gimmicks was just, he's, he's out here beating everybody. Everybody. Be, winning big. He won Justin Wong's tournament, right? And yeah. every... Again, every pass is always that one star player. It's keeping the community fresh. And that's what I like. Right. We have we're seeing new stars. We have a lot of people that just picked up the game as well that are really liking the game. Or and uh, just you are speaking for the URC. We have people who played this before the Zor change. And now they're coming back and they want to relearn the game. They want to get better because now the game is in a very, very healthy state. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's like, you know, we realistically the grid community we want our game to be busted but there's a limit where it becomes unfun and that's kind of the direction that zords lauren and rj were all taking the game but shady heard that he fixed that and now all the way into the scorpina patch me and suko were able to accomplish what we feel like is a really balanced character but still she feels she feels dumb like but that's what we want, and that's what Shady wants. And so all of this, you know, it's bringing players back. It's making – it's made the community happy. I've heard nothing but positives about the screen change. And so, yeah, like Isaac's saying, it not only keeps the community interested and fresh, but it also – it provides a way for more people to enjoy the game, especially when, you know, we we do what we want to do with the game, and it's – it's a broken mess, but it's broken in a fun way, in a way that everyone can kind of enjoy. And I feel like that's what's been accomplished with this patch, with Scorpina, and with, you know, sort of Shady's vision. Yeah, oh, exactly. That's what, like. that's what I like about this game. Yeah, it's what a lot of people like about the game, is that it, it it's Marvel's energy. It's, you know, everyone is dumb. Every single character has something stupid they can do. Even Trini, who's considered the worst character in the game, my ass will hop on ranked and get mixed by some random Trini player pressing jump MS. I'm like, what was that? Where did I get hit? And the character's <laughs> bottom one. It's like ev- everyone has something, and that's sort of the vision for the game. And that's kind of what we wanted Scorpina to be. We didn't want her to come out and everyone be like, okay, well, another busted top one must-buy DLC character. We wanted her to come out, feel like she had something to bring to the roster, but still, you know, fit in with everyone else and sort of stay in the lines, so to speak. Oh, exactly. The way the way Hannah views Scorpina is a lot different than I do because she <laughs> is a busted. Scorpina... <laughs> I was gonna say, speaking of which, like <laughs> let's actually talk about Scorpina herself because I mean her moveset looks amazing in my eyes. Like the visual aspect of it, once again, I have not had a chance to play her like that. I know people have found combos, TODs, and found ways to make make her jankiness be amazing for some people, and other people want to just like I'm gonna punch the next person that plays her. <laughs> 
<laughs> so let's start with Mega Isaac. Let's start with you. How do you feel about Scorpina? Have you used her? And um, anything of interest that you've noticed? All right. So obviously, when any character comes out and anybody who takes this game serious, right, the best way to learn a character is to you know play with them yourself, right? See what the character can do, and just in the case that you know she is the next big thing and you want to try to win, you know you at least want to have some knowledge about her while using her, some experience, right? So I'm not a Scorpina main by any means. Um, I played her. Um, I feel like execution wise, um, there was a good design um, where she's not a very easy character to pick up. It requires a lot of she requires a lot of patience and she requires some accuracy because of how she works, especially with her full screen shenanigans. Um, she, I wouldn't necessarily say she does. She 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 can kill. You know, she has TODs and stuff, but I won't necessarily say her damage needs to get uh get nerfed too much. Um, because compare again, I'm comparing her to RJ and Lauren, where RJ was pretty much figured out day one, and RJ, you know, was killing with ease basically. And people had like three different routes that all had the same result, and that wasn't a dead character. Um, the way Lauren worked was she just had a lot of cheap stuff about her, which made her completely busted. Um, she yeah. was able to get a hit very easy. She had, um, you know, well, flame, flame she had a, a great assist also, um, just like Scorpina. But you know she 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 took a little longer because of how she worked, but eventually she was there, right? And she was, I mean, Cole, Cole won first attack with ease, with how busted Lauren was. Not taking anything away from Cole because he's a great player, but it was he, it made his job a lot easier because of how broken she was. Scorpina, um, again, you have to be very patient. You have to be accurate, especially with her dash jump, right? Because that's um, a lot of her good combos require for you to do the dash jump. And for people that don't know, it kind of looks like a tri jump, kinda. And she can set up for crazy, crazy shenanigans with that dash jump. Very tricky stuff. Um, the, the, she does her, the thing about Scorpina really stands out is her assist, right? So I, and people, I, I know what she can do as a character, but if people have her as a second or even an anchor, that assist is really good. Like really, really good. A seismo that tracks and launches you all the way up to the ceiling, that's, that's ridiculous. Can set up for a bunch of cool stuff, and it can make characters that are not as viable viable because of how much it helps. Um, okay. I'm, a big, I'm, a, I'm a fan of good assists too, so I'm not gonna necessarily, you know, be like, "Oh no, the assist is too good." No, I love good assists because yeah, I, I, I assist, we might as well have make sure it's good. Yeah, right? I, I can bring some perspective to that. So, me and Suko immediately we recognize obviously that assist is dumb. We knew we we mentioned it a lot. We 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 talked about it because that was something we we had talked over. Right? It was real like. Man, that assist is good. That's a top one assist. But we said, but good assists is something that like this game assists are, you know, kind of whatever almost sometimes because of the tag system. But we haven't had a really good assist since Trini's uh, beam pre-nerf. And we, we felt that like the game in general needed more strong assists. And so we, we felt like to do sort of justice by what some people had requested, which was stronger assists, because I've heard that exact request a good few times, and that we felt like it was a fun assist, um, that we we wanted to leave it untouched until the community got their hands on it, and we could really see, you know, okay, just how dumb is this, and then we'll tone it down as necessary from there. Okay. I mean, also with her, um, pe- people are saying she's the best in the game. I disagree. 
Okay, I, I disagree. I still think RJ is the best, but I, I really do think he's a contender for top three, top five. Um, just just from what we're playing against her, right? Not playing with her, but playing against her. Um, I see what she can do is dirty, you know. But overall, she's a I think a very well designed character for a character that really they didn't. She was not in Legacy Wars before Battle for the Grid, so basically she was created from scratch. Like you know, the Shady was probably like, "What was it can, that I can give this character to keep it?" Uh, relevant to the type of character she is i think the poison was a great touch i thought she was going to be like scorpion from mortal Kombat, scorpion of scorpion so i thought i expected more fire but uh no overall they did a great job with the uh with the character is she really good yes is she busted no she's not busted but it requires work like the stuff she has to do is not easy it's not like i'm going to play this game for the first time and immediately start doing scorpion stuff she doesn't work that way um but a lot of people are getting her got her hands on her and a lot of people are learning quick um, it's very possible she's going to be dominating the competitive scene. I mean, we've seen it with the tournament uh, yesterday at Teresa's. A lot of people played uh, um, Scorpina. A lot of people played Scorpina. And um, yeah, I mean, this, maybe it's just a sign of things to come. I don't know. But she, she's, when I picked her up, she was fun to play. Um, the character's still not for me because I only want characters that I actually like from the series. But she, she's, she's very fun. Very fun. And people are getting very creative. No two routes from what I've seen so far are exactly the same. Which is good. Keeping it fresh. Okay. I like that. And, I mean, it definitely tells me, Isaac, you're definitely a fan of the series as a whole in general. So it's like, yeah, like I can see, like, yeah, I can see why you're sticking with your Mighty Morphin. <laughs> I can see why you're sticking with your Mighty Morphin. So I'm not I'm... changing a character unless they <laughs> announce Andros or Psycho Green. Okay? Or any space rep for, a, for that matter. <laughs> I will not switch any of my characters. I went on record on saying that. Okay. I'll still learn matches when I have to, obviously. Very valid reason. Look, no problem. (laughs) I'll say this now for myself. I'll say this. The day that they put Titanium Ranger in there, I'm going to put Cat on my team. I don't care. I don't like (laughs) Cat. I don't like Cat players. I mean, I I don't know them. I'm not saying like as a personal attack, but I I don't like to play against Cat players. But I'm like, you know what? If Titanium Ranger ever comes out, then yeah, fuck it. I'm going to put Cat on my team. (laughs) <laughs> and I don't care because I'm saying it now. I love Titanium Ranger. I love it for him being the first original Ranger of the sub yes. of the Power Rangers in general. American Ranger, exactly. And I, I mean, especially like they could do something with that Titanium Axe. Like, like you could do a lot with it. Like they could give him a Cobra move too. I, I don't know if I want to feel like the okay now. <laughs> we can talk about that later. We're gonna talk about that later because I'm like, I don't know how I'm gonna feel about that Cobra thing because it's like, yeah, that Cobra actually hurt him. So it's like, this could be something that's like, gonna cause damage to himself. There's gonna be, there's gonna be yeah. something. Keeping it within the lore, though, you know. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's absolutely. You are absolutely right with that. That's true. Um, uh, what do you, like Hannah? For you, I'm so not, I, I agree with a lot of what Isaac said. Um, I think she's. Like, obviously, I'm playing her. He's not. But Isaac and we have pretty similar, like, actual perspectives of the game. Um, but I, I think Isaac's right. I think she's very well-balanced. And that's not supposed to be bias on my behalf because I helped balance her, I think. I think, ultimately, she she was really well-designed. Um, her, her moveset is super unique. I really like a lot of her unique mechanics like she's the first character to have a tick damage move she's the first first 
like she's the first character to have a a crazy fucking air movement option like cuz she's she's the first character with like a, an actual like ground to air movement option Jen has her air dash but th- this dash jump is really unique to her and it's a lot of fun to play with and i i think ultimately she was just designed super uniquely which is something that contributes to making a character fun and interesting and i personally like as soon as i played her I, I I told Suka I was like I'm pretty sure she, I I think she might be maybe my favorite character in the game. Um, I'm a huge fan of Draken and his playstyle, but I I think Scorpina is just so much fun and so unique um, that she just brings a lot to me as a player and to to players in general, like providing them with unique tools to just be creative with and. So I, I'm enjoying her a lot, and I think she's ultimately a, a pretty well-balanced character. Um, but she she wasn't always that way. Uh, she she went through some changes that that definitely contributed. Um, so her poison currently, uh, we believe, unscaled does 170 damage. Uh, previously, it did 250 uh, unscaled, uh, which if you were to do poison twice which wouldn't combo, but that's 500 unscaled damage, which that's for pressing the same button twice. Um, that that did not stick around. Um, we, we're, we're pretty dead set on that needing nerfing. Um, she had some other very small tweaks that happened, but that was definitely a very big one, was that her poison early on was just incredibly stupid. Um, but we, we feel like it, it ended up in a nice spot. Um, and another thing was she had, she had a, she had a very major bug, um, prior to launch where her super was doing more damage on block than it was doing on hit. So <laughs> on hit her super does, let's see, I'll, I'll test it right now. So on hit her super does almost 500 damage. It was doing that on block as well. Um, wow. so apparently something in the code, a number wasn't right or something. And it was basically causing her to not do chip damage on super, but for it to register as a full hit. So you could realistically set up like a 60% incoming that they block and then still like be safe afterwards. Uh, so that very obviously got fixed. Um, the way Shady Shady's reaction to it was really funny because he was he he literally just said oops and then when he fixed it he he told us he was like so there's like a number wrong i just like changed it to a random number i'm not really sure why it fixed it but it worked <laughs> and that was it that was his reaction to how he fixed it and like how to fix it he just said i don't know how to f- i don't know how i fixed it other than changing a random number i don't know why it worked but it worked and that was it. That was the last we spoke of it. it. Was just I don't know why that worked, but it worked. I just kind of changed a number. That's funny. Uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty funny getting Shady's reaction to things being fixed uh, or whatever. Sometimes, like uh, Stuko had brought up the idea or had brought up that um, lobbies weren't working great, um, and Shady's response was literally just "lol fuck." 
That that was just his two word response, and that was it. That was the end of the conversation about that. Um, he's but once again, he wants to fix all that stuff, and I think Scorpina was definitely he. He wanted Scorpina from how he talked about her to be this unique character, which she definitely ended up being, and I appreciate a lot. Oh, definitely. And wow. Once again, this thing about this one number change just literally yeah. changed everything for her in a good way. Because yep. once again, nobody wants to play a busted character right away in that regard. Some um, people were going, if that's the end of the game, everybody will be a Scorpina main. Okay, and if that was the case, then <laughs> if, if we didn't have the patch where, you know, we didn't with Trini and Mega Goldar, yeah. oh we would all been stuck with that. Like, I'm not going to lie. I, I played... When that when people told when people said stuff about that, I jumped on the Trini Trini and Goldar. I was like, you know what? Let me just do this and have some fun and just just say screw it. I did that to one of my friends and he's like, Yo, this is this is broken. I'm like, Yeah, why not use it? For a while too. It stayed there for a long time. (laughs) Yeah, I tried that with my friends here and they were like, dude, that damage is bullshit. I want to do it too. Well, it's okay. like step one, grab somebody, then laser. <laughs> that really was like the most broken thing I, I think in the history of the game. I just it's unblockable true. boot magna. That that right that, that is true, but this was Old a lot Goldar. easier. In terms of accessibility, this was a lot easier. This is definitely very accessible. Because with Magna, you still have to get the hit and you have to have mm-hmm. a full Magna combo here. It's it's just given to you. The, the big trade off, I guess, there was that you had to play Trini, but that didn't usually matter if you could just get an EX and then exactly. go into killing two characters with Mega Goldar. And Trini wasn't necessarily too bad of a character back then, too. At the time, not really, because yeah. you had beam loops. Yeah, so she, you know, her assist was the most annoying probably in the history of the game. Um, and then she also had, you know, the Mega Goldar nonsense. So a lot, of, you know, a lot of people. Pick that up, and a lot of people were getting far with that, and then they took that out, and then you're like, okay, we we know why these people stop playing. <laughs> they can't do it anymore. Now they actually have to try to learn the game. Yeah, but you know, again, it still gave the opportunity as as I'm as much as I hate to admit this, it still gave people the opportunity about feeling, you know, like they they succeeded with you no know, the, the 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 feeling of victory. That's what I want to say. The feeling of victory, like I just beat that person. Doesn't matter how I did it, but I just beat that person. So again, we're boosting confidence. Well, another thing is I think that it, it kind of goes along with that is like, you know, some of these players that come up when these characters are really broken, they they start performing really well. And one that sticks out to me a lot, especially on this conversation, is coup d'etat. Um, yeah. at, at the time of Trini's assist, like first starting to become meta, coup d'etat was kind of a nobody. Uh, he was somebody that I, he was a face that I just kind of took a medal from and ranked. but. Trini showed up into the meta and he showed up. He started beating everybody. And then even after she ceased to be, he was still a really strong player. And I think there's an argument that can be made that some of these broken characters putting people into the the competitive spotlight actually gives them a chance to grow and become better players, which is really interesting because... Like I said, Kudeta was a nobody until suddenly he was somebody that I was going even with in a tournament or whatever. And so it, there's definitely something that can be said about that sort of situation of putting 
new players into a spotlight with something broken and then them proving that they really are just good at the game. It was almost fighting like Dark Phoenix too because, you know, if Trini hit you and she has Zord, you knew what was going to happen. That was, yeah. that, was, that was a guaranteed kill no matter what. And, you know, when Trini – when, when uh, you know, let's just say the non-Trini player got a hit on Trini, you know, it was exciting. It's like, is he going to kill Trini? Is he going to kill Trini? Yeah. And, you know, all of a sudden Trini gets a hit out of nowhere, and it's like, oh, no. Like, you know, then you could – I mean, in my head, I hear people booing. Like, no, Trini got the hit. Now the character's dead. You know, Oh, there was definitely was, booing. Yeah, you know, in a way it was <laughs> exciting, but at the, it was not necessarily the best kind of exciting. Right. Well, like, yeah. Oh. We wanted to see the bad guy lose every single time. That was the Trini player. What that that was the thing. Like, if I'm bringing it up, like, kind of thinking like with Smash as an example, like with Bayonetta. Like, everybody oh, would be when Bayonetta first came out. Everyone was like, "Oh my god!" Like, so cool. Then it got really annoying. And you know, once you see, you don't like nobody wanted to see a Bayo ditto. Uh, the, <laughs> like, the, mo- the most obvious form of that to me, and the one that strikes out the most to me is um, Injustice One Superman. He was a character who quite literally, if you picked, you were getting booed off the stage. You were just like, people were booing you as soon as you picked that character. And it often felt like that as soon as Trini would get a hit, it was like, okay, well, like, cut off the tournament. We don't even care anymore, you know. Shout out to all the Trini loyalists out there, you know, because. Yeah, there's uh, definitely some Trini loyalists. Yeah. OB, Lap. Lap for sure. Lap for sure. You know, they're not going to give up Trini. They like the character. Um, and it's, you know, it was a struggle last patch. It's a little better this time with the buffs that she received. You know, she received a little bit more damage on some of her moves and she got the, uh, 4S cancelable, cancelable now, which is, uh, I heard a Trini player say, you know, that's, that's too much. They think it's that good, right? I uh, think it's the funniest change that's ever been added to the game. Cause it almost, to me, it almost reads as shady, like as almost a mocking buff because it, it's such a, a goofy something thing. It's such a goofy thing in concept and it looks so goofy on screen, but it actually gets things done. And like, there's some players like that just straight up. I've seen just freeze when facing it. I've done it to people myself and just watch them freeze like a deer in headlights because it's just, you just don't expect it, you know? Definitely. And we got we got the guru we got the fighting guru in the chat you know he's asking how everybody's doing he even talked about like how injustice 2 superman was basically brain dead and that's the thing like just a brain dead character people get tired of seeing the brain dead character win all the time like people want to see some effort put into it but you know shout out to the fighting guru he was i know for a fact he was in the lab as well when scorpina oh, came out he's been in the lab he always is that, yeah. Him and his pile of broken controllers that we've still yet to see. <laughs> we need to pick. We got to have a picture of that by the end of the year. We need to see these. We need to see the graveyard of controllers. Well, yeah, one day we'll see that that controller graveyard. But uh, yeah, shouts to Guru and his always labbing. He's found some some stuff with Scorpina. Labbing that tag out tech. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, like maybe I'd like to say maybe another two weeks. The characters gonna get even more scary. Like. They were gonna. People are still getting their feet wet with Scorpina, and she's doing. I'm telling, like I said before, she is doing a lot. She does a lot of damage, and people are playing them. Well, people are playing her, you know, different ways. But 
she she's it's she, possible she's gonna dominate. It, it's very, See, that's very, that's the thing is like I have a really interesting like sort of view to this, right? Because I've been playing Scorpina for a month. I've been playing against Scorpina for a month, and I've seen, but I don't have that experience against how other people are gonna play her. I've only played against Duco's Scorpina, so I only know so much about her. And so it'll be interesting to see how players come to play her. But right now, something that's really interesting is I feel like with Lauren and RJ, their neutral had already kind of been discovered within week one. You know, people were already winning tournaments with them in week one. But like last night's tournament didn't have, I don't even think it had a Scorpina in top eight. Or if it did, there wasn't, there definitely wasn't one in top five. And so it's it's really interesting because she's got such a unique toolkit that a lot of people are are going to take a while to find out, you know, how do I play this character in neutral is the big question right now. Because, like, we've solved her damage, but, you know, when are people going to start solving her neutral, her mix-ups, her incoming mix-ups? You know, that'll be really interesting to see. And I think right now it's actually pretty surprising, but she's been a character that people are just kind of flailing with. Right now... I mean, we, we've seen more success with the rushdown Scorpinas as opposed to the ones that try to zone, right? That, that's where she's kind of lacking. She can do it, but not do it very well. Um, we have a lot of people that so far, if you jump on ranked, you know, they'll just keep backing up with Scorp- Scorpina uh, called Sentry or Genesis and, um, you know, use a fi- um, 5S, the little uh, Scorpion puddle thing, poison, whatever, uh, yeah. thing for, on their opponent. And you know, throw the boomerang at them. Um, that, that's how some people are playing her. But the more effective way right now is really just to rush down Scorpina in your face. Let me get the hit. Um, yeah, I, I think it's just going to take time to see how people develop. I think she's obviously going to develop into a pretty aggressive character. She she's got some nice spacing tools, and there's a lot of people starting to make use of those. Um, but it's just like I was saying, a lot of people right now just are really unsure of what to do with her in neutral. Um, one of the most well-known like top players, SDK. He was saying earlier he's still just not really sure what she's doing in neutral. Like it's just kind of still a mystery of what her threatening options are. Because realistically, the most threatening thing to do with Scorpina in neutral is to tag her out and just be an assist. And so it'll it'll just be really interesting, as it always is with the new characters to just see where people take them after launch with with dog's release with eric's release with rj and lauren there was that feeling of okay i got robbed because they had crazy setups and you know uh, well with dog and eric you know off anything off anything they were able to kill so quickly um rj and lauren again the same thing like i mentioned before not not scorpina not Scorpina, not, at least not yet. Um, you yeah, know, Scorpina, I have, I have, compared to them, Scorpina gets a lot of stray hits. And so that's a big thing with getting to be a really efficient Scorpina. It's going to come down to, can you confirm off those stray hits? And right now, a lot of people just aren't. But that's something that'll come with time, which I think that's something that'll really weed out the Scorpina players from the people who picked her up because she's a new character and they're hoping she's broken. Is that can you actually make use of her tools when it comes down to a real application? That'll yeah. be fun to watch as always. Alrighty. 
I'm like I'm looking at the chat as well, like in that regard. Like Guru thinks neutral is more or less three things right now, either to jump S, five S, or EX Boomerang. Once she has EX Boomerang, you won't escape the unblockable if she does it right. Oh, that's another thing too. She does have an unblockable. She has four SS as an unblockable. Holy that's shit. The- yeah, she she has an unblockable. Nobody, I haven't really seen anybody like put it to good use yet already. Like I know people are probably um, theorizing, you know, setups for it. It's definitely um, more difficult to set it. up than things that have been, you know, unblockable in the past, like Magna's boot formerly. Um, was that intentional, Hannah, or no? Hmm. Uh, the unblockable was that intentional? Uh, no, it's not. It's a bug, and it's something that like that that goes to show just kind of how useless it is to an extent because that was not something me or Suko ever got hit with. Otherwise, we would have acknowledged that obviously, but no, it wasn't actually intentional and that I can say confirmed already that's fixed next patch. Um, but it it's something that like it, it's going to be, I think there will be some people who start to put it to really dumb uses but I don't think it's as much to worry about as something like Lauren's uh, carpet incoming unblockable was, or the Magna unblockable boot back when that was a thing. Oh, uh, I mean, when you said that, my brain just thought like Ness PK fire. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's wow. I mean, I'm learning stuff new every day. I'm learning stuff right now about battle for the gray. And I'm like, I'm just a fan that likes to play it. I've, yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie. I've done tournaments. Have I made it far? No. But Listen, don't. I don't want. I want to say this on record again too. I don't want anybody to ever be discouraged to play this game. You can play this game however you want, and you'll have some type of success, right? Yeah. I am. I am put in a player pool. Top. I'm talking about like top players, right? That are able to kill off one touch. I don't do that, and I can compete with some of the best. Yeah, there's something that Grid has that like. It's one of the things that made me absolutely fall in love with this game is with all, with almost every single like major top player, you could cover their names, put them on screen, and I could probably tell you who every single one of them was. And I think there's a lot of other people that could do that too because you can express yourself so much through this game. Even just through your team, there's very few top players that even play the same team. That's like this game has ridiculous character diversity, as ridiculous play style diversity. Like Isaac was saying, he competes with us and he's two touching or he's three touching sometimes. It just depends. He's playing he's playing the most basic version of the game you could play, but it works. It's efficient. It's it's in fact probably one of the most efficient ways to play but no one else really plays like him. So you can recognize, oh, that's Mega Isaac playing. I see that team, that classic team. He's playing Street Fighter in Battle for the Grid, and it's working. And (laughs) you can really play this game, like Isaac said, however you want. You can do whatever you want, and you can make it work. I play like the biggest hood rat, so does Stuka. We both have our own unique ways of just mashing buttons until it works. And it works. It's like we we both try to like just using him as sort of a comparative example because me and him both uh, are big fans of trying to do like very unique stuff when it comes to how we play. 
and it, it just works. You can just kind of do stuff and make it work, which is something that I really love about the game is it all just comes down to how are you going to express yourself as a player and anyone can do it. And I think this game, it's learning curve. It, it has a learning curve, but it's not as steep as something like Marvel 3. And there's a lot of accessibility to it. And so I would really love to see more people just getting into the game and expressing themselves through the game because that's that's one of my favorite things about it. It's just it's got so much expressiveness and personality to how you can play the game. And funny you mentioned that too. Marvel 3, Dragon Ball Fighters, roster, roster size is a lot bigger than this game. However, yeah, this game true. has a lot more diversity than those games. That's right. You yeah. see so many more characters in this game. You see every single character in this roster. If you watched through a tournament, you would see every single character in the roster played. If you looked at every single team that competed, you would see every single character. Yeah, that's we got a small roster, but if it wasn't balanced the way it was, you probably wouldn't see every character. If Trini was unplayable, you wouldn't see her. If Eric was still like just undoubtedly the best character in the game, you would see him on probably half the teams. Like Virgil, you watch a Marvel tournament, there's very few matches without Marvel. In this game, you rarely see the same characters on screen at the same time. And so yeah. that, that diversity is something pretty unique to this game. And it's something that Shady has done so well is to just make sure that every character feels good. Every character feels usable. And it allows, once again, player expression. You can play whatever team you want. It's me, like it, Isaac plays Draken on Anchor. I personally don't think that's a great way to do it. He makes it work. He makes that work despite it not being quote-unquote optimal. I I'm play gonna, him on point. I play him differently. We I'm play the same really character twice. So at Teresa's tournament, Teresa's tournament yesterday, first place was given to a Quantum Sentry Gen player. Second place, Green Red Draken. Third place, Gia RJ Gen. Fourth place, Eric Red uh, Dog. Fifth, Kimberly uh, Scorpina Gen. Fifth, RJ Scorpina Goldar. And both seven places, we have Zed, Gold Ranger, Jason, Udana, Ranger Slayer, Jen. No, no there's, you don't see the same team on here twice in top eight at all. I don't even think you hear the same shell in top eight at twice. all. At all. Yeah. And I mean, I definitely see that. Like with this game, I, as I said, like, I, I can talk about my character progression, how I used it. Like, before the whole online thing, I was definitely like I was a Draken. I was Draken, Jason. I was no yeah, Draken, Jason, Gia. Then at one point, then I changed it to Draken, Jason, Cenozoic Blue, which I still love Cenozoic Blue. I don't know why. Like Cenozoic Blue just really caught my attention. Maybe because that's the only Blue Ranger we got. But I don't know why. Like the character for me worked out so well. And I know, like in the beginning part of the game, I definitely was a person like. I am for Cenozoic Blue. Like, I am that, I keep the man alive, even though this man's already dead. <laughs> like, <laughs> damn you, Rita, you killed it's off an entire team. A character this patch. <laughs> but, um, like, even with that, like, I know for myself, I've transitioned between different characters. Like, I know for a fact, Jason has been on my team since day one. Draken has been on and off. 
And I know, like, I know when me and Crownless, when we first started playing, when, when they did the online for Switch before they activate the crossplay, I remember, I remember green, like doing, like recording the clip of it. Like we were playing like the most aggressive game possible. Like, I think we were both dragging and we were doing like the most aggressive shit you could possibly do. <laughs> yeah. And it was fun. Not going to lie. That was fun. Like, like almost like, like a true power ranger. <laughs> like just let's get aggressive. Yeah. That, that kind of goes with another thing that's so wonderful about this game and makes it appealing to people that aren't heavy into fighting games or don't have a heavy interest into what the game provides as a fighting game. It's, it's like it encapsulates a lot of power rangers. The hit sparks are crazy. They're, they're power rangers, you know, all the hit effects. It's like, they're so Power Rangers. There's so much personality in the characters and their play styles reflect their characters really well. And so ultimately this game remains appealing to people that even aren't about fighting games, but just about Power Rangers. And it works the other way. Like there's so much to love as a fighting game player that it draws in people who have no relation to Power Rangers that haven't even seen Power Rangers as a kid. And so the, the game is really just built in such a way that it's it's accessible and enjoyable for anyone definitely um yeah, yeah say chronolist what about you um character progression like where did you start at where are you at now like that it's just like that's something that's like so in my mind right now just thinking about yeah i started with jason cat and gia uh, when they release Trey and Jen, I was playing with Jason, Jen, since, they, since day one, and Kat. After, you know, uh, Anubis Kruger, Shadow Ranger, mm -hmm. I kept playing with Jen. Uh, she's, she's going to be in my team no matter what season, she's going to be there. Because I love that season. I yeah. love how she is. Oh, definitely. Right now, uh, my team is Jen. I want to bring back Trini, but at the same time, I feel useless with her. I'm. And right now, I want to discover Scorpina because I like her toolkit. For me, she was a unique character because I can't remember any character like her. Her, you know, like you say, uh, we have a variety of characters in this game. I yeah. know we don't have too much, you know, too much to choose. But at the same time, every ranger, every villain is inter. Inter style, you know? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Dragon Ball Fighters has a massive roster, but there's only, I can only name, you know, I could count on one hand the amount of characters that I think play uniquely in that game. Just about every character in that game is really the same character with slightly different special moves thrown okay. on. But in this game, every <laughs> character has so much to explore and so much to their kits, and not one character place the same as another in this game where you know there's three gokus that all have the same set of normals like yeah I in this like, well, game I mean, characters more than three are gokus. so different 
<laughs> yeah, but that's just with the same amount of or with the exact same normals. Like yeah. it's crazy the diversity we have despite the small cast is that like every single character is nothing like a dip like a different character. Like you can pick a full team of characters that don't even have the same like style of neutral compared to like Dragon Ball Fighters where every character plays the same neutral. Yeah, that is Yeah, that's true. I mean what I like about this game or Battle for the Grid, every season you have to relearn your characters. That's yeah, there's there's constantly freshness being brought to the game. Yeah, and once again, like like that as like we were talking about, like that brain dead character might not be so brain dead anymore, or the new character is like, yeah, you gotta put some actual work into it, like with a Scorpina. Even like when Daishi came out, it's like, yeah, you actually have to work to get like some of that Daishi stuff down. Like, it's, you gotta be playing like a piano, basically. Yeah, that's, um, that's kind of the thing is like, when a character gets toned down, then the question becomes, okay, well, what do I do now? Right? It, it leaves the people that were playing those characters, if they really, if they're really committed to those characters, it leaves them in the position of, okay, how, how do I make this character work now? And how do I, like, what does this character do now? What do I do now that I don't have this brain-dead loop? You know, what's my option now? Which training players did it when they lost the Mega Goldar loop. They found new ones that weren't as dumb, but they found new ones. They found a new combo when Beam Loop died. You know, people, people find new stuff. RJ players adapted to some of his nerfs by doing different routes, slightly different routes. You know, yeah. it's all about those adjustments and it, it keeps the game fresh for everyone. Throughout the history of the game, except for maybe a couple of exceptions, like maybe three or four, every character for the most part has had their day. Um, which, again, you know, all of them had their time to shine, you know, where they were dominating at one point or you've seen a lot of them. Every character, except for, like I said, for maybe like three or four. Yeah. Which is very, very good. All things even, even Daishi, like, who was considered for a long time to just be a bad character, if not one of the worst characters in the game. Something I personally would always refute. Um, I I personally believe he was never a bad character, that uh, the players weren't very good and were very lazy. <laughs> I, I think that's a big problem with why people thought he was bad, was just people were lazy. But just a few minor changes... And as somebody who has always thought the character was cool and always, you know, had that opinion of people were lazy, well, now the character feels better. He's got these very small changes that make him feel more fluid. And now people are putting him, you know, in A tier and stuff. And he he's had his moment to actually be considered a character, even from some small changes. So yeah, just every time there's a new patch, there's always consideration of, okay, is this character actually, you know, a character now? And the answer is usually yes, because like we were talking about earlier, Shady's listening. He realizes, you know, people want, they want to see diversity in their meta and they want to see, you know, their characters be able to play the game. Yeah. And and like, and that's the thing right there. Like, Wow, I'm just I'm trying to get my thoughts all together with it, but this is what makes the game still so appealing. This is what makes people keep coming back to it or to get new players into it. And like I like I will say this, I'm gonna keep playing this game until servers are closed completely 
and there's no way to play with anybody anymore. Like, even if there's like local events once, you know, this pandemic is over and once again, however long that takes, but I, I, I can just say, I, I just love this game for what it is now, like from what it was in the beginning to what it, what, what it is now, because I know, you know, people play this game competitively. Some people play this game casually as a speed runner. I know there are people that speed run this game. They did the original nine stories and there's only one person right now who has done story mode, which I'm, I'm more like, I'm about to jump into story mode and be the second person to play it. And I'm excited for it because once again, I'm curious, like, especially for me as a speed run, as an example, could those TODs work or could those combo loops work in the fact of a story mode where I, sometimes I think the computer does get smarter as you play along through it. I want to know, would that work? And in the fact of like, you know, you, when you fight the Mastodon centuries, some of them have two bars worth of health. I know Draken at the end, I think he has like three bars worth of health. So it's like the final boss Draken. Yeah. Has like three or four. But that's the thing is like, could those loops work as the care as like, like if you're fighting the final boss, could those loops work every single time? So knowing the, that the character can't like knowing that Draken might be gonna like the computer's gonna smarter as you're playing. So it, the way you play against say I am fighting games is you have to remove yourself from the idea that you're playing another player because setups that you would do on a real person a bot doesn't a bot just has a percentage chance to get hit by a person. There's there's someone that has to react to what you're doing. But in the case of a bot, it's just, okay, there's X percent chance it's going to block your mix-up. Instead, you just do, I'm going to hit this button, and I'm going to hit it again, and hope the bot gets hit by it this time. So you have to think about it differently, but the combos all still function just the same. And if a character has multiple health bars, the way it works is... um, If your combo keeps going after you've drained a health bar they take reduced damage on the new health bar. Um, So like, let's say I do a TOD, but they only have half health. It'll cut into their next bar, but instead of doing the other half, it does like a quarter. Oh. So basically what you want to do is end a combo as soon as you've taken that health bar and then try to get another hit and do another combo. Okay. Oh, okay. I see what you mean now. Like, I definitely think that would be interesting. As I said, it's definitely interesting in the speed running aspect of it because I definitely would think, I definitely think Battle for the Grid can get a speed running community. Like, the speed running community can be can be alive once again, and I definitely think that'd be really dope to see. Um. And I know we're about we're like about a minute, an hour forty in, so I would say let's talk about. Um, I'm gonna say this, like Hannah, you don't say anything because we've already asked you this <laughs> question like twice already. But Mega Isaac, three characters, like let's say for season four, your dream team of three characters. It can like you could do the Andro Cycle Green Phantom Ranger. Goddamn, that was quick. <laughs> Oh, he no, already had that planned out. No, Phil, he was like, I'm ready. <laughs> no, he, he, he's had that planned out forever. Andros is my favorite Red Ranger of all time. 
That's what my boy Andros the goat. Do I think we're gonna get him? Probably not because we already have too many Red Rangers. Yes, three is too many. Um, Psycho Green. People that don't know who Psycho Green is, he is godly. Right. Well, I prefer homie, Psycho Green over the, the homie killed his home his whole team. Yes. Oh no, he For, killed two teams. He 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 is OD. This man had the potential to take over the world. Psycho Green. I, the reason I want Psycho Green over the regular, you know, the um, original Psycho Rangers was because he is from the comics. He's still a newer character, and he's just overall cooler, right? He was his own, he was not a was the Psychos. They were they were just a giant group. The uh, Psycho Green. He was his own dude, scraping, yeah. you know, scraping, and uh, it gives the opportunity to people that don't know much about him to read the comics. Everybody should read Psycho Green's story because it's really really good. Um, and Phantom Ranger, he looks cool, and I mean, not necessarily I'm a, a fan of the character, but I think. You know, the way he's in Legacy Wars, he has moves where he disappears and stuff. I think that'll be cool for this game. Just oh, yeah. Reptile like, invisibility. Yeah, they, yeah, it definitely, like, that gives me reptile, like, the mentality right there. It's yeah, like, so like, I, I can see it. Game, he'll be fun. That's the reason I want him here, because I can just, you know, I, I feel like his play style would appeal to a lot of people. Yeah, I could definitely see some, like, reptile invisibility shenanigans. Maybe some, like, uh, smoke style, uh, like teleporty stuff or whatever yeah he would definitely be really interesting people people want rita i understand people want rita people want ivan ooze people want ninja adam like we have a lot of mighty morphin here already right yeah let's let's i'm gonna agree with you i'm gonna 100 agree with you on that like don't get me wrong i think everybody in here loves mighty morphin and if somebody here that says they says they don't you can get the hell out (laughs) okay but I definitely think this game should grow beyond Mighty Morphin, beyond the Zordon era as a whole. I mean, yes, Andros would be amazing. And even with the Psycho Green, once again, yes, he is technically he is pre-Zordon era. Because it's like, let's be honest, as we said, if you read his story, this homie kills two teams of Rangers with ease. Like, he was really good with it. Let's not lie about that. And then Phantom yeah. Ranger, just that mystery behind him. Like, once again, yeah. nobody knows who the hell the Phantom <laughs> Ranger is. Some people said it's, like, Chip, the um, one of the producers. Other people say it's Billy. At this point, <laughs> I don't really care. <laughs> we won't know. We, we won't know. Man, man's ha- definitely had swagger on him. He had Cassie fall in love with him. Never showed who he is. Exactly. Is man's had the swag. And even, like, I would say, like, if if we had to get another Mighty Morphin, like, would I be fine with Ninja Adam or somebody else? Yeah. But I want a Ranger maybe from Aquatar, because technically that is still Mighty Morphin. It's not Mighty yes. Morphin Power Rangers, Mighty Morphin Come Alien on. Rangers. I will Come take on. an Alien Ranger. I would take that. We were cool, Proto. We were cool. And you're over here saying, oh, I want an Alien Ranger. <laughs> you well, can't get an Alien Ranger after we get everybody else first. Okay, well, <laughs> maybe if, whenever, whenever the game ends last season, be like, yo, yes, here you go. Here's Delphine. Like, here you yeah. go. Here's White Alien Ranger. <laughs> White Aquatar Ranger. Have fun. Because yeah, that, that would be the one they would put in here. Yeah. For and, sure. Well, I mean, technically speaking, she is the leader. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like, I will say this. Like, as I, I know I've said this, and I even with the po- when the poll came out, I said it. I want Titanium Ranger because, once again, I love Ryan as a character. Back to that whole thing, like this Cobra mechanic. Like, how, what do you think that Cobra mechanic would be? Because my thinking on it would be something like he would get a little stronger, but yeah. it would start taking some of his health away. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Like, maybe have that as a super. 
right? Where he gets a little stronger and his health just, you know, well, not really his health, but let's just say he gets it. He gets like a temporary boost, and then you run out of the Cobra meter or whatever, and then now he goes back to normal. Yeah, because once again, like for people that don't know, definitely that's one of the gr- one of the best arcs in um Light Speed Rescue is that co is the um Cobra arc because you know Ryan basically like he had to get his road road to redemption from basically his dad making a deal with the devil basically, <laughs> and it's like every time he morphs. Got a cobra tattoo, keep going up his back until, you know, he dies. Yeah, so if he morphs too much, he could potentially die. Kill himself. Yeah. And, I mean, I will love, like, Zenaku. Because, once again, I feel like that's also a really good arc in Wild Force, that whole Zenaku arc. Um, Especially because he was basically whipping their ass for five episodes. And, shoot, he even took out, he, he was, this homie was even stealing Zords. In the process, and then I'm kind of like I like for a third character, I always get stuck on it because I'm like I want to see something like that nobody would ever expect, and I'm not gonna say Megaforce because I swear I, I I hate Megaforce with bloody passion. I was thinking JJ too. Oh, J- having JJ would be dope. Okay, JJ as SPD Green. Yeah. You know what? I yes. I would kind of take that. I'm not gonna lie. Or um, oh my goodness, who is her? Um, Ella Reese. You know, Solar Ranger. Mm-hmm. I would definitely like, take her. But I think JJ will be. Uh, I mean, it will make sense, right? You already have two Tommies in a game. Why not just add a son? Uh, another one that, like, I feel like a lot of people wouldn't think about, but I think would make for an interesting addition would be Tori. Yeah, Tor- um, I think Tori Ninja. could be cool because she's Ninja definitely Storm? got a very yeah, yeah, she's got a very unique weapon and she could have a very unique moveset because like water element isn't something this game has tapped into at all and her weapon's cool. Be so I, I think she could be an interesting addition right. that like no people wouldn't think either. about. Yeah, there's no Ninja Storm rep. If there is, I want Blake, but <laughs> I, I've gone people. over that twice on this show before. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Crownless, did yours change at any point or? Well, kinda. I still want Ninja Frog Adam, but at the same <laughs> time, I want him in his CO form. You know, with the boxing gloves. Okay. Oh, Zio, yeah, Zio Green. I still want that Korak. Yeah. I don't care if it is in red or or purple. Gotta have the. You purple. know, you can have both. And. Rita, but I want the Dark Ranger, Dark Red Ranger Rita, because Ooh. she looks hot. Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one as well. Comic Technically, it opens up the door to like so many like choices now, right? <laughs> if you follow yeah. the comics, oh like, yeah, the comics just open up all the doors. You're gonna see the comics. Basically, upgrade from the comics in the rain. Oh, definitely. Um, see now, I'm thinking. You know, just like just to throw it out there, just thinking like like Beast Morphers just ended, or no, even on the in the poll, I did put down Dino Charge Blue. I would love because I think Yoshi would definitely come back to do the voice because I I think they're like him and um God the the Red Ranger I forgot I forgot his name I can't remember. But I know they are still cool with each other. They are still within the Power Rangers fandom. And they did just do like a charity stream for autism awareness. So I thought that was really cool. 
Um, but I think I would take any one of those Dino Charge Rangers because who who wouldn't like that? Especially, like I think they would definitely get into it like that. I'm out here wanting Coda simply on the fact that he would be a Captain America function. Oh, he yeah, he would just be <laughs> Captain America right there because yeah. he has a yeah. the damn shield. Yeah, that would oh, be, definitely be fun. Like you say, Hannah, uh, with Tori, mm-hmm. I imagine Tori, Tori with the play style of reset. Mm-hmm. You know, have you played the Persona 4 Ultimax Arena? Uh, no, but I've spectated. Well, I know a bit about it. Called Risi Kujikawa. I imagine her. Well, I imagine Tori with that play style. I don't mm-hmm. know. She play yeah. well. She fight with a microphone. Yeah, Tori would definitely have some really interesting stuff with her whole megaphone thing, and uh, just like generally some pretty unique moves. I think because. Yeah. Like the way they use their swords is different from some of the current sword users we have, and then also just the fact that like a megaphone and water elements opens up a lot. Another uh, honorable mention for me that I didn't mention last time was uh, Xander from Mystic Force. Uh, that is something that me and Stuko talked about a bit recently. Is he would play the function? He would play the Balrog function. He would be yeah. a boxing ranger. Um, if I want a boxing style ranger, I want him or Adam. Yeah. Xander yeah. like kind of already has his whole boxing moveset laid out. <laughs> and obviously, Suko had some wild ideas about him having an install of the big buffed up form. <laughs> yeah. Some yeah. real goofy stuff. That could honestly work. I like that. Um... Ooh, see now I got now I got ideas, but I'm a whole. I've already set my four. Like once again, like if we had three, I would definitely say Titanium, Danaku, and I did pick Coda. My fourth one would be the Dream of Elleris, Purple Solar Ranger. I would definitely like that. Um, I'm trying to think because we are we are we. I don't want to hit the two hour mark because we've done this <laughs> two times already. So like both times it, it was fun. The with Uchi. Yeah, it was Uchi <laughs> and then um uh, mostly speaking Sentai. But speaking of that, are any of you like within like enjoy other Toku shows outside of that, like Ultraman or Common Rider or Tattoo Teenage Alien Fighters from Beverly Hills? I'm going oh. old school. <laughs> Let me tell you this, right? So I know Dino uh Dino Fury is the next season uh, for Power Rangers. Yeah. I was a big fan of Ryu Soldier. Very huge fan. And I was so mad that they used that season to, to be the next Power Ranger season because they're not going to do it justice. Anytime I heard Ryu so cool, I, yo, I lost it. I lost it. That, that was, I used to I randomly just that. yell that. Right? That's so, awesome. I, yeah. I, 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 I love it. I love Ryu Soldier. I, my, my favorite common writer is Wizard. I think Wizard was great. Um, but no, you know, I, I keep up as much as I can. I have to. I always give uh, respect and credit to the source material. After all, it's only the right thing to do. Okay, Hannah, that uh, question goes up to you too. So I I've seen limited um, Common Rider and Sentai. Uh, I want to watch more of it. It's something that like I'm I'm just really bad about watching things that like I just have a massive backlog of just I want to watch this this and it like I I have like a torrented version of like 
every season of Kamen Rider and Sentai, but I just haven't watched most of it because I'm just lazy about it. But um, of what I have seen, I really like a lot of uh, Sentai and Kamen Rider. My favorite's probably Kai Ranger for Sentai. I'm a big okay. fan of like Ryu Commander is probably my favorite Sentai character. Um, mm. So I'm a, I'm a big fan of that. Uh, I really liked um, some. I really like X Aid of uh, co- the Common Riders I've watched. I'm a big fan of X Aid. I really like Zero One as well. Zero One was also great. Top three. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I like that. I still got to finish Zero One. I'm gonna say this right now. If I don't finish zero one by the end of the year, I'm going straight in. I'm going to start watching X eight nonstop because I've already been. I've been trying to avoid X eight the entire time. I don't, like it was because of the neon colors of the suits. I'm like, this is way too goofy for me. It's it's, it's like, definitely very like, it's very out there. Like as far as a lot of it goes, but I I think it's really fun. It's a very fun series, and I really like a lot of the character designs and such. Okay. Definitely see that. Also, honorable mention, uh, Blue Pat is super great. I really yeah. like it. Yeah, yeah. That's, that will definitely be the Power Rangers yeah. se- season we will never get because it's yeah. cops and robbers. <laughs> yeah, Blue Pat's fantastic. We'll um, never get that one next to the trains. We never get, we'll never yeah. get Tokyo either. <laughs> I I really like Toker as well. It's it's one that I I, I was really hoping would be. Uh, translated into power rangers because it's really fun but i i doubt we'll ever see that yeah. i think the penis megazord is a bit too much for, uh, for power <laughs> rangers yes yes especially that and i know once again like i like how guru's like you know beetleborg superhuman samurai those were my shows too I love like, beetleborg that's okay. metallic boy flabber yes and shadowborg and all of them yes. Like oh no the astral borgs like oh my god like they was just like let's throw that shit let's just throw everything out there. Black I mean, shout out to VR troopers. Oh, oh my god, oh, VR mm-hmm. troopers was amazing. Like I love VR troopers, and it was like they could have had a third season if they didn't run out of footage. <laughs> and that was the death of all those shows. It's like oops, we ran out of footage. It's not like Super yeah. Sentai where he's like oh we can just let's just churn these out. Yeah, it became oops no footage. And it's like, it costs too much to make their own. But also, shout out to Beast Morphers. I will say this. Somebody put on Twitter showing that Beast Morphers, a lot, mo- every episode was 80, like 70 plus percent American, like US footage. Wow. That's like, got to be a record high for Power Rangers as a whole. Exactly. Though, I think the only. So good, though. Yeah, but I'm thinking that the only two like I like I, I'm not gonna lie, I like Beast Morphers. Oh my goodness! Okay. At one point, I will say this: yeah. yes, at one point, did they really just like give Zoe the shaft? Yes, because it's like she was doing really good, and now everybody's just like, basically picking on her. And I will say that I think the only two episodes where it was primarily Sentai footage, like 46 to 49 percent Sentai footage, was the Halloween and christmas special that was it so 23 episodes out of 23 or 24 episodes 21 like only two of them were primarily sentai footage yeah the only and the only like series that i can think would really even come close to rivaling that would be like lightspeed rescue because of titanium 
Like, I think that's the only one that would come close to that amount of American footage because of titanium. I would say RPM as well. RPM as well, yeah. Because RPM was like, let's just get as dark as we can. Like, they were just like, let's get dark. (laughs) Like, keep it within Power Rangers, but let's keep this dark. And we already know the big culprit of using too much footage or using too much of the Sentai storyline is Power Rangers Samurai. Like, holy crap. (laughs) That was just Mighty Morphin Cheek Kendrick. Yeah. I'm, not, I, I'm just going to say, I don't really care. I'm going to say it. <laughs> and Megaforce, <laughs> we, we're not even going to talk about that. That's another, that's, that's, that's for season two of the podcast. We can talk about why <laughs> we hate, why, like for me, why I hate Megaforce. Hey, there, there's only one single thing that I could even slightly care for in Megaforce, and that's Robo Knight. I think Robo Knight's <laughs> kind of cool. Like, I think uh, he can make a fun character in this game, but like, oh, yeah. that's about it. I exactly. think Robo Knight's got a cool design, and that's about it. Exactly. Um, I think well, I would definitely say this. Definitely, I would say watch some Ultraman because Ultraman is rather interesting. I mean, I would say watch one of the later, se- like one of the newer seasons, because like at least it's like, yeah, you might not know who Ultraman Zoffy is or who like the father of Ultraman is, but it's like, oh, they're just using their power. Like, I think that'll be really cool. I would definitely say Ultraman Z is still going on. And even like you can watch Orb, you can watch. Um, Geed on Shout Factory for free. And even if you want to watch the old school Ultraman and Ultra 7, also on Shout Factory. So go nut. I just want to rewatch Tiga. I'm not going to lie. I just want to rewatch Tiga. Um, where can they find you at? Mega Isaac, where can they find you at? You can promote whatever you want as long as it's not what we talked about earlier. Uh, you're right. You're right. Uh, I won't be promoting that, but uh, you know, you guys can follow me on Twitter. Um, I'll be Mega Isaac X for pretty much all my socials. I don't like I keep it the same across the board. Um, that's also where I stream on Twitch. So every Wednesday I do go live. That's pretty much my only guaranteed day is Wednesdays. I will provide exhibitions for you guys. Um, that uh, last week we had Stuko on for a Scorpina showcase, give us information about the character. Um, and then him and Dula played a first to ten showcasing more Scorpina. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I like to give back to a lot of, uh, I, I love to give back to the community because community made me even though I was in a scene for a while. This is really where I feel the most uh, at home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, just make Isaac X on Twitter, on Twitch. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much, if you need to get a hold of me, that's the uh, best way to get a hold of me is through Twitch and, uh, and Twitter. Alrighty, Hannah, what about you? Uh, just mainly, uh, at Glacier Cobra on Twitter. I'm very active there. So if you need to reach me for anything, you message me there. Um, Glacier Cobra on Twitch as well. I've, as always been incredibly lazy about my streaming, but as I'm getting back a lot more passion for this game and a lot more of my interest and I'll likely start competing again soon. Um, I'll I be streaming not. more and more. Hope now I'm trying to place high, and you're gonna get in my way. I don't want that to happen. So please just wait till <laughs> after the uh, league is done. It'll be much appreciated. You know? No, I, I at this point uh, I'm kind of body league, but just getting back into competing for fun and stuff as I'm starting to enjoy this game more. But uh, Twitter and Twitch I, at Glitch Cobra on just about any platform, and that's it. Okay, Crownless King. What about you? Well, you can find me on Twitter, like. Crowns can be on Twitch. You can find me like the No More Hero. Alrighty, and you can find me at Proto underscore Sonic seven twenty on Twitter. 
and proto underscore sonic on twitch i will just to let everybody know hopefully i get this out before wednesday i will also be on the gdq games done quick for the show uh, never before seen not for power rangers but for knuckles chaotix i mean knuckles is chaotix as a commentator so hopefully i get that out there and you can just pop over there just give a shout out you know enjoy the show when you watch it and once again you can follow us on twitter at that toku and honestly with that said this wraps up season one that other toku podcast to everybody we do wish you best you will be getting for the people that are on that have subscribed to us on those podcast distributors and included anchor you will get a bonus episode of the common writer christmas specials that we have to redo thank you to the new computer you were so nice on screwing that up but with that said we want to make sure everybody team to be safe out there you know don't be an asshole basically it's the holidays um and most importantly have a merry christmas happy hanukkah happy kwanzaa and have a happy new year we will all see you in January. So here's to the rest of 2020. And with that said, ride on, my friend. Ride on.